there are so many examples or research done on you know setting goals and planning things and there are so many research work done on who, those academic students also who have like compared with those who are not into you know setting goals and mm. you know having uh, some planning things going on in their you know education stuff we have seen growth in those people who have really you know become serious with their visioning and setting mm. goals mm. how about you and how how did you get inspired to you know plan for this hijra transition mm. and did you really set any goals or did you just randomly just plan for that well uh you know there's a lot of emphasis on frameworks and a lot of people talking about coaching a lot of people talking about productivity these topics have become a little bit overused yeah, cliche, of yeah, yeah. cliched as you said and it, it's almost to a point that everybody is a sheikh or alim mm, on the topic mm, nowadays mm. everybody on linkedin everybody is a career coach everybody's you know so not to of course um you know downplay people who are really good coaches and real good you know uh, advice givers and you know or people who can genuinely guide you through the process as a career coach or whatever they exist but what i mean to say is almost everybody's talking about it and you know the information age we've got the internet you've got an overload of information so i tried a lot of things but honestly most of the regimental frameworks and goal setting for me didn't work at all at least for me most of mm. it yeah yeah uh, i i found myself basically chasing after i mean what i would do is i would set those goals so high of what an expectation i'd have for myself and end up doing nothing because it was just unachievable mm. so the mm. smaller bites actually is what made sense okay uh yeah and that's where i got at least some momentum versus no momentum you know you feel so overwhelmed that oh my god i'm not achieving this unachievable target that i set for myself mm-hmm. because it was never going to be achieved anyway and now i'm just like you know what forget it who cares i can't do it then i just give up okay and you know pacing myself accordingly helped i guess so you have a plan but you with you know with the consistent small steps you achieve yeah. those things yeah i think Before that, the first step is the right mindset. I think that, you know, you can have all the plans in the world, but you can have all the most amazing tools. And this is one of the things I do. So you're like, you know, the gym is a great example for me. I hate the gym. I do very poorly in it. Get all the gloves and the gear and everything and do nothing at the gym. Mm. So it's not mm. about the stuff that you have. Yeah. 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 Right. So uh, it, it's about the mindset that you go into it. So I think the first step was to recognize that i was setting goals that were unattainable unachievable and it was just way too much for one human it's just not mm. reasonable so you got 24 hours a day you can't do 48 hours worth of work and that you need to rest you need to take time off and i think um miscalibrated mindset as well sometimes even um you know the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam warned us so, that the people whom shaitan will take out of the deen using the deen uh and i'm not going to apply that lightly but just to say that you know some misconceived uh ideas and notions like serving allah and the way we describe that so if you're burning yourself out and you're failing on some of your faraid and your responsibilities while you're trying to do good things that may very well be voluntarily done do those but not at the expense of other things so whether it be you know university student that's where i started i think that's where we both got in touch mm. slipping grades is not okay though my grades didn't slip but definitely i wasn't in the house much my parents were getting upset they were very supportive but you know looking back i'm just like i really overdid it mm. to the point that when there were specific family issues that arose like you know there's some events that occurred and as a result i was forced to recalibrate i realized that okay you know what maybe that was a bit much and not sustainable So, yeah. So the mindset that I think that I learned was that okay, I need to 
take a bite out of this, what I can mm. actually swallow and chew and process and get the benefit out of it versus, you know, I want to do like 10,000 worth of things in a very small amount of time. It's unachievable. So you chose few things and you focused on that. Yep. Uh, well, I'm not brilliant at it, but yes, trying to do that. Yeah. So uh, do you really agree with those new uh, trends we have, like growth mindset and I don't know what mindset they have? I mean, any concepts that we have that are taking uh, some birth and then they take momentum, mm -hmm. I think it's fair to acknowledge and not to discredit someone's work in the sense that it is definitely as a result of some need. People don't talk about something unless that, you know, something happened. And as a result, now this is a topic. Now, that doesn't mean that the effort itself is 100% perfect, but I will accredit and say that those people who are talking about these subjects exist because there is a need. Mm -hmm. So we need to evaluate that as Muslims and look at whether somebody's talking about productivity, when there's someone's talking about uh, trauma, stress, psychology, all those things need to be reevaluated in the light of Islam. But nevertheless, we need to acknowledge that there is some need in the world today, uh, which has not been addressed. So I think I take it with a pinch of salt. I will listen to it, but it's very, uh, I usually will go back to somebody who can guide me and say, okay, this is nonsense. This makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you try to take the benefit out of it. Yeah. So the inspiration which you got now to travel, mm -hmm. you know, have some growth there. There are two ways to see. If somebody comes up to me and says, I want to go here and this and that and this place and have, you know, build myself, have good career. So first thing is like, is it money which came to your mind? Or do you have something else which motivates you? you know? The motivation, you set your goals when you are inspired. But what kind of motivation you got in? So, uh, Again, I'm always changing as we all are. Mm -hmm. So I'll I'll talk about where human I am. Human being, always yeah. it happens. In, yeah. So my reference as of now, and the let's say the sort of cocktail of different thoughts that brought me here. So, mm. uh, needless to say, I'll be very honest. As of now, the decision to travel, I was at this point, I had given up and said, okay, I'm going to choose something else. And then Subhanallah, Allah opened the door. But at this point, I'd royally said, don't want it, don't need it, don't care. That's very interesting. So when I desperately wanted it. Allah chose to keep it away from me. And when I said, I don't need it, I don't care, Allah gave it to me. Um, but many of the, the the perspectives that I had, let's say four years ago, uh, five years ago, I think maybe even, let's say even six years ago that I had as to making this decision, um, though many of those perspectives are the same today. So that's remained the constant. Mm -hmm. And uh, then, of course, uh, talking to teachers, mentors, uh, ulama, uh, and doing istikhara, and then asking mm -hmm. Allah for guidance. So um, I think it's a combination of many things. Uh, so it would, be, it would be growth in terms of money. It would be position, things that I want to do. So many various things uh, contribute to that. So a lot of people have been able to achieve those things here. But for me particularly, I feel that that's just not happening, right? Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's the color of your skin or whether it's the specific thing that you want. So I wanted to explore the creative side of what I like to do, which is design, mm -hmm. uh, particularly mechanical design. Um, this particular part of the world is more of a consumer society. They don't actually design stuff themselves. It's very limited. It's there, but yeah. very, very limited. So if you want to do that, people are just like, you got to get out of this region, man. Mm. So I'm just like, then, of course, the concept that, okay, that's, those are not Muslim countries. You will face various other problems, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, then there are certain personal issues that also don't have resolution to those here. So I'm just like, okay, so I don't want to go naturally because of the comfort that we have, right? We've got mm. family. I was born here. 
Uh, I love this place, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I just came from the masjid where I stay pretty much. It's a huge part of my life every year. And um, the imam's a close friend of mine. And he's just like, you know, very upset that, you know, that I'm going. But nevertheless, I'm just like, okay, so I've got one, two, three, four, five issues that mm. I need to deal with. Do you mm. have a solution for those? I'd be more than willing to accept them. And unfortunately, people don't have answers for those. And I'm not asking them for an answer. I just meant that, you know, and I don't think that I need to give like lengthy eulogies to people in terms of justifications for my decisions. Yeah. I mean, few people that care about me, that I care about them, teachers, mentors that have their, uh, you know, clear perspective about Islam and they can guide me and I can make a decision. I say, okay, look, this is what I have. This is why I'm doing this. What do you think? And they'd be just like, yeah, okay, you know what? Okay, go ahead, but just be mindful of one, two, three, four, five. But yeah, so when it came to uh, the decision point, I was just like, okay, you know what? Um, I still have these issues. One of them is that the opportunities to growth are limited. The field that I want to pursue doesn't exist. Um, and and that's not a life, I guess, for everybody. Like, But for myself, I'm just like, so when I went to university, I was interested in different kinds of projects. Right. So it was always like, I want to solve problems. I want to make a difference. I want to make change, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and when I graduated, I was offered a phone as a president, as a graduation present. I got mm-hmm. like the second place for the best project award or something. But yeah, you know, parents, they want to reward their kid. So I said, no, I want a 3D printer. I don't want a phone, which was cheaper than the very expensive phone that they offered. Mm-hmm. I got a 3D printer. And I have been spending immense time on that and it drove me nuts. And then I bought another one because that Chinese one was garbage and I bought one from Europe. So, you know, there's a whole learning curve associated with that. And there's a lot of pain and anguish, but there's a lot of understanding and growth with Mm. my job. That was kind of a soul sucking environment. So the fact is from a very young age, even before university, even before the 3D printer, I I was continuing with those pursuits. And then throughout my life, those just went on and on and on. So now there's two paradigms. Yeah. The first one is you kind of shut up and do what you're told to do, right? The general mm-hmm. trend is you have a good paying job, right? You're getting the position, just put your head down and you earn, get married, have kids, live it out and die. That's it, yes. right? You have everything you need. Yeah. So why are you so annoyed or why are you, you the know? majority thing. Correct. And yeah. that's just generally how, I don't know about anywhere else in the world. I don't know if it's the case, but for the Desi community, especially the diaspora within the Middle East, that's just how it is. The parents come over here, they raise their kids, they're expecting them to get some sort of education, bachelor's and now master's and maybe even PhD. But the point is, get a nice badge that you could wear that my kids, you know, they've got this qualification mm. and now they're going to get married, they're going to have kids and that's it. Yeah. That's just it. And I'm not, you know, Against tutuing that. on that and just you know, saying that's garbage or something, but I'm just saying that um, I wanted to achieve something different. So if you want to do something different, you can't do the same things. Yeah. And I'm like, I could have done that. I still could do that, but I'm just finding myself generally just bored out of my skull. Just like, mm-hmm. what's the point of doing this? I mean, mm-hmm. Alhamdulillah, I am very honored and grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that in my previous job that I absolutely hated um, and my current job that I just resigned from, in all my, uh, uh, my uh, you know, appraisals, whatever, I always have uh, exceeded the expectations of my leadership and whatever else. They've always given me standing ovations and all those things. Mm. So technically speaking, I'm ticking all the boxes. So alhamdulillah, I can be humble enough to say that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I would again humbly say Allah has given me certain skills and I'm able to get some, you know, recognition to know that, okay, I'm good at this, mm. but I'm not happy. Yeah, I'm not. I'm just dragging on... F- then I ask myself for what? Mm. It's like, well, what am I doing? Yeah. And so 
I could drag that out and then finally have kids and just, you know, get married, have kids and continue and along that path. But then again, at the end of that, you know, those chapters ending, I've already lost a certain amount of hair, lose a bit more. And then what, you know, like what is at the end of that? So yeah, I wanted something different. I still want something different. I don't know if I'll find it where I'm traveling to, but yeah, I I don't want to be sitting around having not done it. That makes sense. Yes. Sounds good. So, do you think uh, your uh, beloved ones, family members and and relatives gonna support you in this or It's an interesting challenge. So, and let me put it in this way. Yeah. How are you going to manage to, you know, keep in touch with them and and of course, there will be friction. Yeah. Same way, same Absolutely. time you want yeah. to you don't want to break some relationship, which is... Absolutely. Which yeah. is part of sure. life, you know? I mean, given the fact that I was born here, I spent my entire life over here with friends and family alike. I mean, friends are very supportive in general. Mm. It's, it's obviously family that's extremely upset. Mm. So uh, the first set of conversations would be around the fact that obviously I'm that crazy, you know, <laughs> leaving a, how they say, bunny bunny job or established career and all that sort of rhetoric. Um, which all comes from a very loving and affectionate place. There's no doubt about that. But yeah, uh, but it also comes from an emotional place. So of course, emotional uh, thinking can very much get in the middle of certain facts and realities. So I think like about six years ago, I heard uh, quite the long extract I would give of a conversation, which is more like, what you're doing is really, really horrifying. Why would you do something like that? Why mm. would you, for example, leave your parents alone mm-hmm. and go like, you know, instead of staying with them, et cetera, et cetera. I, I listened quietly to the conversation and I simply rebuttaled with a single statement that summarized some of the key points we have as a family, yeah. some of the yeah. issues that we face long-term mm-hmm. and um, there was no answer. Uh, not that I was, again, asking for an answer from them, but mm-hmm. it was to highlight that I'm not just doing this I mean, the joke that I always make is that I'm going from plus 40, 50 degrees to minus 40 degrees. <laughs> I have it's completely opposite, yeah. Exactly. Born and brought up in, in, in a rice cooker. I have no interest in going to a sub-zero deep freezer. Mm. That's the reality of it. And I mean, I am um, getting rid of my current career. I've just resigned from a, my you know position at a very respectable power plant, a multinational company. Yeah. And now I'm going to have to possibly start from scratch. So it yeah. is quite the grind. Yes. I'm going to have to claw my way up possibly and mm-hmm. Allah make it easy for all of us, but I know that it's going to possibly be difficult. Yeah. So this is difficult, but the challenges that we face as is sitting here and just dragging things out is also difficult. And I, so choose your difficult yeah. and I'm going to choose this because yeah. I see opportunity here yeah. and over here, I just see that we're just dragging on until suddenly say the ax is going to drop and then you're going to have to do something in a paranoid frenzied or paranoid wouldn't be the right term but i just mean that you know in a panicked situation yeah. when the axe falls then you're like oh my god now we need to do something mm. versus then you oh, cannot do anything yeah exactly so i'm taking a few what you might call preemptive steps mm-hmm. but nevertheless uh what's the worst that can happen i can always come back possibly if things don't work out yeah. but the alternative is is that i drag it out and i get extremely old and then the problems that we sort of already knew are going to happen will happen. And then I have nothing to deal with. I mean, again, of course, Allah will take care of all of us. But when I have the opportunity, I don't want to live my life continually in regret saying I have the opportunity and I didn't do anything about it. Mm. So how are you going to deal with the family? Once you go there, are you going to keep them in touch? 
through technology nowadays. Well, and, yeah, naturally. Everything is yeah, so I mean, easy nowadays. Yeah, definitely. If you see, yeah, those days, where it was it was so difficult for a family, you know, you know when a father goes out of mm-hmm. country and works for you and uh, they come after like two years and once in a month you get a call or once in a month you get letters only. That was mm-hmm. the only way to communicate with the family members. Now, 24/7 you are uh, you are uh, having access for video and uh, i don't know what right, kind of yeah, yeah. communication I, i don't know in in future it, it can be more better technology but still the one which we have is much better i think that you and i both have the privilege of yes. having been born in a certain age where we've seen letters bleepers yeah, paging and then going to mobiles and now going into whatever Holo, you want to call this phase holographic yeah almost hitting the very limits of holographic communication or whatever it is that's happening next so uh yes i absolutely remember the whole calling card situation right yeah you know you'd be like sitting at the phone and that kind of thing and then we would have actually video conferencing we would see that in the movies right mm. and then it became reality where we would all have our smartphones um Yeah, so definitely technology will absolutely be a part of it. It's, we've almost reached a point that we can't live without it, which is kind of mm. creepy. Mm. Um, so I'm going to use that. Then naturally, I'm going to have to plan my visits, things like that. But it's going to be tough. I think we've all kind of internalized that it's going to be tough. The reasoning has been absorbed. The logical reasoning as to why. I mean, you just have to keep being consistent, I guess. Mm. My reasoning, as I said, four years, six years, seven years ago was the same. and it's somewhat the same even now the reasoning the the groundwork remains the same mm. so uh, i was talking to one of my friends and they were just like struggling um talking to their parents about something and i'm just like okay so i think it was regarding their marriage and they were being forced into certain scenarios and i was just like okay well you can never be rude to your parents that's just unacceptable as muslims were not allowed to do that right mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that you obey them whenever they did, if they're telling you to do something wrong. And marriage is something that no one can force you to do, even if it be your parents. So I'm just like, okay, so you don't want to get married. And there's some logical and justifiable reasons why he does not want to fall through or she does not want to fall through with their parents' advice. And, um, you know, I'm just like, okay, so this is your ground that you're holding. When pressure was applied, what did you do? Well, you know, I just said, okay, fine, I'll do what you want. I'm just like, okay, so you buckled. Mm. You got under pressure and you buckled. So you compromised on your principles. It's like, yeah, but what am I supposed to do? Look, I'm not judging you or saying you're bad for doing that. But I'm just saying that, look, everybody does some things for a payoff. They are coming from a place of love and they definitely want something yeah. good for you. But they're getting a payoff. Mm. They're going, they know that they're going to relentlessly barrage you mm. in a certain way. And you're going to give them the result that they want. Yeah. Instead, what needs to happen is, is that they're adults and you're adults. And as adults, you need to communicate. And they may have a valid point, but right now you're behaving like a child. They're behaving like parents. And this is a parent-child scenario where, mm-hmm. yes, technically you're always going to be a child and technically they're always going to be parents. But right now you're an adult. You're a grown young man. Mm. You're not going to have any lame excuses as to why this happened or that happened. I've talked to another guy. He got married and the, he was getting married. I told him, don't do this. He was being forced into marriage. I said that, do not do this. You are, this is going to be a complete train wreck. Mm-hmm. I didn't say it at the time. He got married. And honestly, it's been some years, but it, I just kind of felt that this is not going to work because the very foundations were flimsy and nonsensical. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, three, four years down the line, I'm not, I take no pride in saying the fact that, yes, it ended up in divorce. Oh, But, but to me, 
I didn't even ask when I met this individual after some time, but I was mm. just like so not surprised at all when I found out that they ended up in divorce because the premise itself was so flimsy. Mm. You're a man for God's sake. You're a grown man. Mm. Yes, we have challenges, but you are responsible for your decisions and not mm. your parents. So you need to take that. And therefore, when you have a situation where, and going back to the topic and discussion that you had, I just, I wasn't rude to my parents, but I just repeated the same position. Mm. If the sky is blue and it's remaining blue, I'm not going to change the narrative. It's blue. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I understand that you're upset. It's okay for you to be upset. That's totally fine. But the position is the same. We have one, two, three, four, five issues. This is my solution to it. If you have a better solution, I'm absolutely willing to listen. Mm. And then it continues. And alhamdulillah, after the initial phases of, uh, let's say, almost years in being um, somewhat uh, continuing in the same way, now we have a situation where when I do something, I absolutely take my parents' advice. Mm. Mm. But it is advice. I'm a responsible man, and I'm not going to hold them accountable for any advice that they gave. Yeah. It is up to me to apply that and sensibly take benefit from it. But it is advice. Mm, so it's not mm. like, you know, oh, my parents told me not to do this, so I didn't do it. Yeah, but they can't see across corners anymore. Mm, mm, mm. You've become a grown man. You've become a grown woman, whatever have you. It is your responsibility to evaluate. This is sort of like the pride parents have that I raised my child up to the point that they can now they can do with things themselves. Yeah. yeah. So it's tough, but mm. you just got to keep at it. Again, we have to maintain respect, of course. Uh, and that is sometimes very challenging because, you know, you can get upset, but nevertheless, and I'm not saying I do this perfectly, but you go back to the original point. Okay. Again, logically speaking, this is what we have. What do you guys want to do? So once you go there, what's your plan then? Well, obviously it's a job hunt. That's okay. the first thing. Uh, set up shop, uh, find a place to live. I thought uh, you started already. Well, uh, um, there are shows. limitations. Uh, you don't easily find a job over here. They're not going to interview you, that kind of thing, until you mm. get there. So there is that challenge. Uh, I have a little bit of my side work that I do, alhamdulillah, which is more on the independent or freelance work in terms of design. So I've been doing Perfect. that. So, in fact, I just got off a call with a current client, finished that, came here. Mm -hmm. So... Mm -hmm. It's an ongoing thing. It's not stable to the point that it's perfect, but it's something. So, yeah, you have, yeah. Uh, yeah, then obviously be burning savings, I guess, in the beginning until mm -hmm. you can find a job. But yeah, just get into the, you know, the ringer. And you were one of someone who, who got into community work and did social work and went yeah. yeah, a lot of things we have done together. Yeah, you know it. absolutely. So I think that will be one of the works uh, you should check it out. Uh, this on the list. Uh, so I think it starts with sort of scop scoping out the environment and seeing mm -hmm. where the organizations are. You don't want to run into the wrong people. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I think I'm going to explore that. I actually did reach out to some organizations. Uh, didn't really get much of a response, but I think. You won't get now. Yeah. Go to their offices, bang the door and then say, you know, hey, let me in. I think yeah. that'll be the way. Get but into some events. And yeah, 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 yeah. I think we'll have to, again, as I said, start from the bottom. If and you, I think you have network already there. Uh, not more so in the u.s not so much in canada mm. so yeah but mm. it'll, it'll be you know but if i can do it here i can do it there inshallah it's yeah. just you know it's Allah's not, mercy is anymore. <laughs> uh yeah well i guess none of us are <laughs> uh we all have to grow up yeah community you know and getting into community work or you know part of them is something which always opens the door most of the times or most of the career path i got into was because of some community work I have done. Yani. It's not like I was hunting for the job. It was like mm -hmm. job was searching me. You know? Yeah, yeah. 
I, I I can't disagree. I mean, if we go back into the old days of Dawa and whatever mm. uh, work that we did together, um, I'd have to say, Subhanallah, honestly, my ability to speak. Come on, when you're thrown in the middle of the of the of the streets with <laughs> they'll tear you apart. Mm. So when I got that, mm. and he honestly over yeah. there, it's not on your terms. Mm. Like it, anyone could say anything to you, and you need to be able to deal with that. And mm. what do you mean anything? Uh, well, the freedom uh, of speech thing there. He, no, I mean we're talking about well, pe- people are in the middle of the streets, and you want to talk to them about Islam, or you want to talk to them about whatever. They're just they're not really interested. Have some combat training, man. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, you can't even go to that. And and the, the 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 you know, long story short, I didn't have any combat scenarios, but yeah, people getting upset. And as a young uh, adolescent kid, that was some training. So when I went to my job, I'm just like, who are you? Yeah, any mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I also did go for an interview with the the uh, the Air Force military. So that was a whole other level of interviews. So when I went through these scenarios after that, everything was easy because, you know, you go through such a uh, titanic experience mm. when you go with like heavyweights and everything else becomes easy. Subhanallah. So f- some of my experiences from that time, mm-hmm. I must say up till today from the, just not even just the community supporting me, but. I mean, what you're talking about is that, you know, you're, you're working a part of the community. People get to physically see your skill set. Yeah, yeah. But for me, subhanAllah, even this, it was that it wasn't the community people that saw, but even the employer, you didn't know that I was working in whatever, mm. uh, you know, the societies that we were part of or charity or DAO or whatever. What he saw was, okay, this guy can talk. This guy's an engineer. This guy knows how to present himself. And he liked that. And my first job was a sales job. Mm. No surprise there. Mm-hmm, SubhanAllah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I, again, right now, the kind of, uh, projects that I'm doing independent design, uh, I hundred percent agree. It started off with, uh, my thesis, which was on circular economy, a topic that's very important to me in terms of sustainability. That's something that I actually care about. Um, uh, I think that as Muslims, we need to be on the forefront of being able to contribute into making the world a better place. Yeah. So I just started talking about the topic that was interesting to me and like people started to find that interesting. And then suddenly we started to group together and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. From that, I have jobs, so I'm not going to disagree. I think yeah, that that's, just, yeah. I think that's, as you said, the job came after you, where literally I didn't even have to make a CV here. The guy just said, I have a project I want to work with you on it, and I got paid for it, yes. alhamdulillah. And I never <laughs> made free, a CV. All freelance jobs also. Yeah. If you see, it's word of mouth. One guy says to another, and you get connected with that guy, and and so many clients, and you don't have time to handle it, you know, sometimes. I mean, let me put it this way. So the CV was experienced. Yeah. You were the embodiment of your CV or resume, and people physically experienced that. They saw mm. the results versus a piece of paper. Mm. And it did one. So not just that piece of paper and its reading, not just an interview, which is just like a 15 minute chat max, yeah. where suddenly I'm supposed to know everything about you and hire you. But this mm. is, I spent time with you. Yeah. I know all your ups and downs, and I'm just like, yeah, this guy's reliable. Mm. So, so that word of mouth isn't just, well, yes, we know that sometimes that can be used the wrong way where yeah. underqualified people are just pushed in. But yeah. I'm talking yeah. about where someone experienced you and when they give that good word, the other person who's accepting takes that on, based on that trust that when this guy is saying this guy's worth it, he's convinced that he's worth it. Yeah. So it's that experienced skill set yeah. that's on yeah. that piece of paper. So it isn't yeah. that that CV was gone, but... Mm-hmm. Why is word of mouth so much faster? It's because it has so much more weight than yes. a fifteen-minute conversation or a piece of paper. Yeah, not just not just you know what what do you call that? Uh, pasta. 
Uh, yeah, so yeah, Don't that's what they call it around stuff. here, the wasta, the vitamin wow. But I think it doesn't yeah. doesn't work anymore. Any, uh, no, it always any. does. I think it does anywhere and everywhere in the world. It always does. Some extent. Now, now it's like, you know, the tracking system and, uh, you know, the system in the system. Makes, There's always going to be ways to circumvent. But the reality yeah. is, is people who are worth it, they will be hired for the fact that they're worth it. And the people who are useless, eventually they will be exposed. So mm, mm, mm. Uh, another thing is that if you have an organization that basically thrives on hiring people based on um, namesake, you know, somebody, they're from your family or the right skin color or whatever, <laughs> then that organization eventually is doomed to fail. Yes. Because it's it, any organization has a function it has to fulfill. And mm. for that healthy function, you need healthy people with brains. Mm. But if you're hiring idiots based on nepotism or whatever, that organization is bound to fail. So in a way, people who are actually capable or who are turned away and treated unfairly, I say, good for you in a way. Yeah. Yeah. You have been redirected from a garbage can that probably you can do without in your life. <laughs> Interesting. It is. It is, Yanni. So how about, uh, you know, the societal pressure? any any kind of societal pressure on you or is it something because not just you know career growth or you know when we see the social media and people around us growing faster than us or better than something you know sometimes what happens is this kind of pressure makes you unhappy and you get into something which you know you never thought of going for it Well, I think I'm lucky from that regard that I am one of the most uh, prehistoric Jurassic Park dinosaurs in the subject of social media and technology. So, uh, and it's a blessing by the mercy of Allah, honestly, seeing the amount of billions that it's pumped in to make this collectively, I'd say, from all the different platforms to make it more addictive. Mm. So, um, and, and it amplifies certain images of these perfect human beings that have the most perfect chiseled bodies and they have the perfect careers and they have the perfect everything. That's not, it's not a reality. It's, it's so fake. Mm. So, um, so I think being that seductive image is very attractive. I'd be lying if I didn't just see that and go, Oh my God, this guy's life is awesome. But alhamdulillah, given that, I guess because I am so backwards when it comes to tech, the dose of that poison is metered let's say mm, so that's the first mm, thing that mm. i think and i think a lot of people are talking about it you know they you you frequently see and the only social media that i use is linkedin yeah. but yeah people talk about unplugging and you know disconnecting and i mean if it's so brilliant on being on social media why do you have these phases where so many social media influencers have to unplug and just go on a retreat and disconnect if it's yeah. so brilliant then do it all the time right yes. so the reality is it's not that awesome you You, it becomes overwhelming at some point. So, alhamdulillah, meter dose of that. And then um, uh, I think for me, what that would have been, it, it would have been like comparing to, I guess, my fellow graduates. Some of them are farther away from mm-hmm. me, uh, further ahead of me, rather. Um, at the same time, some of them are, mashallah, far more successful. If we're saying successful is money, position, power, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is where uh, our Deen and Islam really, really helped calibrate in our mindset. So um, how many times, I mean, again, I'm paraphrasing, I'm not particularly quoting the ayat in the right way or the hadith, but yeah, basically not to look at other people, right? As if, you know, and for every portion, every individual, Allah has given a portion. You're not going to die until you will get your, what Allah has written for you, you consume it and go, mm. right? And I think that um, Alhamdulillah also having the right teachers has been an amazing experience where they remind that, look, everybody has their own start, 
Everybody has their own trajectory. Mm -hmm. Give yourself your time to grow. Because if you're taking somebody else's life, where every individual that Allah has designed has their own unique path to tread. And they were able to do it in that specific way. Yes, there is learning points if you can benefit from that. But in general, if you're going to compare something, it's completely irrelevant to you. Mm. Their life situation is completely different. Their motivations, their mm. drivers, their catalysts, everything is completely different to you. Okay. So it would be stupid, in effect, to do that. Yes, it's very seductive and it's very, very difficult because it's tough. It is tough to... <clears throat> Watch other people, you you know, they're racing ahead. But the problem is you're only seeing that part. You know, we only start looking when someone's driving at 250 or something. Mm. You're not going to watch the fact that probably for the last nine years they were struggling to get here. Yeah. Right. So it, it is a very um, keyhole approach to look at that life mm. or only that portion of someone's life. You're only seeing that aspect. Even if someone like, you know, inherited millions, the reality is, is that somebody worked for those millions for someone to inherit, right? Mm -hmm. They just fall into their lap. Yeah. So, you know, there is no substitute to, I would say, meaningful steps. I'm not going to say hard work. I'd rather say meaningful, focused work. And, uh, you know, you focus on anything, you will eventually good, get good at it. Yeah. So you, you and subhanAllah, even the Prophet Sallallahu said Allah loves that, you know, and I again I'm paraphrasing, so my apologies, mm. right? We can probably get this verified in the right way and sentenced correctly or translated mm. correctly, but that not like your deeds that are just huge and one off, but rather like they're even if they're small, but they're consistent. Yeah. You know, we, we listen to these coaches and all these people say this thing, but subhanAllah Rasul Sallallahu said this like such a long time ago. Mm. And it's so powerful that Allah loves that. You know, he's using Allah's name and he's saying Allah loves that you do them, the, the deeds that are small, but they are consistent. Mm. It's very powerful. Very no, powerful. No, they call it atomic habits. Yeah. And oh, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And, and, you know, they, yeah, that's their learning. And they're it's, doing it's, it. Yeah, they're, they're research. And they appreciate they, Yeah, they deserve their appreciation for that. But what I'm saying is that yeah. um, as Muslims, uh, when we have all this available for us to you know, benefit from this. It's not that you can't benefit from that, but you already have mm. something that is given to you and you're going all over, everywhere, all over the place to find these answers. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes, I, I must say, uh, without being arrogant, incomplete answers. Yeah. Because if you look at, for example, just being productive, yeah, you have a lot of rich people and you'll eventually get there. Just follow the path of how do you get there. But then you have to talk of spirituality and mindfulness and all these things. Why? Mm. Now you have all the money in the world and success. Why do you need mindfulness? Why? Mm. Mm, mm. something's missing so mm. the the most amazing balance that allah gives us it's great point man I mean, it's, it's fascinating great right? observation because imagine yeah you see i'm like why do you need that any huh? because that's not what we're all about uh, so the reality is is that subhanallah we're much more than just wanting stuff mm. Mm. and of course that narrative of pumping more stuff and the adverts that we have that obviously makes certain people more money that's why it's being pumped but if you're so happy with all this stuff okay take this stuff mm. go to mm. whatever level of lavish hotels and places and after that even after that we're not satisfied mm. so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives this. One of the most terrifying hadith that I find, uh, is, it's a hadith Qudsi, and I find it very fascinating that, uh, oh, sons of Adam, or children of Adam, Bani Adam, there is something that I want from you, mm. and there's something that you want. If you do what I want, I will give you what you want. Mm. But if you set aside what I have asked and request of you, what I want from you, and do what you want, then I'm going to make you chase after it like a cheetah in the desert, mm. and you will never have it. 
Mm. And what's going to happen in the end is what I want anyway. Yeah. So it's it's fascinating the the imagery of this animal that can sprint. It can only make one sprint. It can make a it can make a powerful sprint, and after that, it collapses. It can't go any faster. Yeah. So chasing and the imagery in the desert, you know, a mirage. So even what you're going after is not really going to satisfy you. Mm. And we find this very interesting narrative throughout the Quran, where Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. I mean, you want to go to Jannah? Okay, you have to die for that. <laughs> That's the reality. Yes. Yeah. The promise is not like okay, you know, just read the Quran, make for five salawat, and خلاص, tomorrow you get Jannah. You don't have to do anything. No, yeah. The promise is you have to finish life and die, and then you get paradise. Finish line is there. Yeah, and every step of the way. If you look at it, even relationships or food and water, so you want food, you can take it in the haram, but you can steal, mm. right? We're not talking about people who are impoverished and they have no other choice. We're talking about people who are like, you know, reasonably able and capable, mm-hmm. like yourself and myself, and you can do it the right way or you can do it the wrong way. Mm. Wrong way, you'll get it fast. But the right way, like if we're going to define that, essentially getting your risk in a halal way, it takes effort, Yes, but it's more sustainable. Yeah. You want to have intimacy, which, of course, as human beings, we have a deep desire for that. Mm. You can do it in a haram way. Marriage yeah. takes effort. Yeah. You have to say, you know, you, you are going to have to, you know, raise a family. You take care mm. of your wife, the kids, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. It takes effort. Mm-hmm. But which is more satisfying, which is more sustainable. SubhanAllah, yeah. when yeah. done right, I'm, you know. Yeah. Lawful. Yeah, lawful, fulfilling the responsibility, and then you get to benefit. And then after some period of time, you enjoy the benefits of that in a sustainable fashion. Mm-hmm. So throughout the Quran, it's like you're being trained against. Insan is hasty, was made on haste. Mm-hmm. So the desire to get things quick is not inherently like. So this is something that's within us, which mm-hmm. it serves a purpose as well, perhaps. But yeah. the point is, is that. The mindset that we're being trained for, and again, I'm not saying I've mastered this, but, you know. It will be there. You know, it, it will be there yeah. and you have to keep fighting it. But again, if you want sustainable results, mm. it's a long-term thing. You have to put efforts. You have to, you know, make a long-term, sustained, consistent efforts, and then you'll get results. Also, we are taught, even if you're, many, let's say, example, for, uh, for, for Salah, we know what happens if you miss it. Mm. We know how to counter it, mm. how to resolve it. How about life, life situations? Yeah. Do you have any knowledge about that? If it is, there is, yani. It's not like it's it's very hard in this religion yani, to yeah. follow. The system is there. It's just that you have to follow. I mean, I, I'm not a scholar. So when you say yeah. knowledge, I'm just a bit like, hey, uh, you know, uh, I'm not going to give scholarly knowledge. I'm not a scholar. But again, I'm just going to share my experience. Again, I always revert back to scholars and I recommend that one should do that always. Um, well, uh, uh, what I was trying to get at is, uh, uh, I guess maybe I could simplify it. Perhaps my lyrical language is a bit of an issue at times. Um, so again, when you start to apply Islam, it makes things easy. Mm. I mean, just look, the Prophet ﷺ said to Bilal ibn Rabah, Bilal, give the adhan so we may rest. Mm. I'm just like, Okay, I mean, for myself, if I talk about it, it's sometimes it's like, you know, I'm working, I have to go make wudu and I have to make salah. But when you actually start, the thing is, this is your opportunity in the middle of your horrifyingly terrible day. You can just dump every challenge and problem that you have. And honestly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when Allah 
answers your du'as mm. and you know like right now in this transition period right now every day i have a new challenge every day there's some like titanic problem that i have that i need to solve problem for and i haven't solved all those issues mm-hmm. but i'll get up in the middle of the night or during my khams salawat i will say ask allah ya allah i'm stuck with this i know i should have dealt with this before but i haven't i need help mm. just today one of those big issues got resolved i had no clue how i was going to deal with it and you know i was having issues you know dealing two with two different countries two different systems how do i fix this and they're just like yeah you can just do this mm. one phone call so i had gone to like multiple offices to solve that problem one da i just picked up the phone last resort i called a particular place it's just like yeah you can just do this and i'm just like ah subhanallah mm. so you know when you talk about when you play video games i mean i, I i'm a little bit into video games so mm-hmm. every video games has like cheat codes and bonus areas yeah, and things like that yeah. So literally, if you look at, I mean, it, all, it takes us back to, is life just a game? Sometimes I like to say, you know what? Maybe it is. Yes. Have some fun with it. Um, it's got rules. Yeah. How do you win? How do you lose? And hey, that's the game. Mm. You signed up for it, right? You signed up, you and I signed up for it in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We all did. Yeah. And now you got to play that game. Here are the rules. How, this is how you win. This is how you lose. Yeah. And then throughout that, you got like these bonus power-up packs. Yeah. Right? Whether that's the hajjud or whether that's the kham salawat. Mm. I mean, the Prophet sallallahu said, nothing changes destiny except... Mm. right like and, and and when you use these and i'm not saying i'm some big you don't have to be some pious person for this yes. you just ask and subhanallah allah opens the doors because it's nothing for allah mm. just sincerely you ask and you take the steps and things just open up mm-hmm. so you know i mean it, it is an amazing experience islam is easy yeah. but uh, i guess it goes back to um being sincere that's all that is required yeah and with that sincerity that so walladina amanu wa amilu salihat right wa tawassaw bil haqqi wa tawassaw bis sabr let's say if we take surah al asr so always in the quran you'll never find just amanu amanu wa amilu salihat almost always it's, I, i don't know i don't remember any place where that's not there I don't, yeah. so yeah don't kill me if there is the case like that but i'm just saying <laughs> usually you always find walladina amanu wa amilu salihat i love this amazing call to action yeah. so it's not like we believe yeah okay if there is no action it doesn't make sense yeah you know like so things need to follow with yeah. that iman yeah. and subhanallah so you know just simply being pious or simply claiming or claiming the piousness so i'm wearing a nice suit yeah so this guy might be some pious person so that image of piousness means nothing in islam yeah. if the actions themselves Not, don't match up yeah so once that action starts then subhanallah uh, when you get, i mean You know, again, you have to make some effort. And then the, when the blessings of Allah comes, I mean, you're seeing people are struggling and suffering, but mm. you have, you know. This, this haraka, baraka is... Yeah, uh, an amazing help. And your haraka is only this much. The baraka from baraka Allah, is, the help is... It's open to you. Yeah. So it's just that first step that sincerely needs to be taken. Mm. And it is a leap of faith. It is a leap of faith, but not blind faith. So you know uh it's it's an amazing balance in even that context as well. So it's not just blind following. It yeah. isn't. Yeah. yeah. It is you are trusting in the being that created this entire universe mm. that your mother, your mother, my mother didn't have to send a telegram to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala please send child with eyes. Mm. 
So if you just look at what Allah has already provided, yes, you can immediately say, yeah, but some kids are born like, okay, I'm not talking about some kids. I'm talking mm-hmm. about yourself right mm-hmm. now and myself. Yeah. Look at your own lives. No one can talk about somebody else's life. Their case is with Allah and Allah, between them and Allah, they know their situation. Yes. But for ourselves, if we look into our own lives, every one of us, you can see without asking how much Allah supported, whether it be our education, our money, our parents, our specific family members, whatever it is. Taken care of. Everything has been always taken care of. So mm-hmm. if you're finding it difficult to trust, just look at what already has been. Yeah. And then it becomes easier to say, okay, yes, this is difficult. And sometimes it is a challenge. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Because otherwise, where is the iman? You know, if it was easy, then, you know, yeah. <laughs> it is those challenging times, you know, subhanAllah, where you have to say, you know what? Yes, Allah has always taken care of me. I have seen situations where it was impossible and Allah made things happen. Allah will take care of this as well. I'm just going to do my part. Mm. And then you just got to go do it. Mm. Good. So, yeah. But, you know, some, sometimes, you know, there are some research done on, uh, you know, the pressure thing. You know, let's say if you were uh, approaching uh, or beggar approaches you. Mm-hmm. Is it out of sincerity we, you know, give them or uh, provide them? Or is it because we are getting irritated, the sense of irritation? And we just want to get rid of it. That's why we give it. Okay. Why I'm giving you this example is that it happens with us also. This kind of pressure, we, we never get to know sometimes. You know, we, when we see like, okay, everyone is into rat race. Let's get into rat race. Mm. So it's like, okay, uh, that sense of, you know, urgency uh, created because of others mm. or the trend which is there. I think these these things did not affect you. It was your... And you wanted it in the beginning, but you later did not like it, but it came to you then. So you, you made yourself like, okay, I want to go to Canada now. Mm-hmm. So this decision is like now not pushed into you or it, it was not like, you know, a trend which has made you to go for it. You could have gone to other countries also, right? Um, I mean, if it wasn't Canada, it would be something else. Let's say yeah. I, I can give you a better example like Norway or Netherlands. These are places where you have a great opportunity for design. Related yeah, things. sure. I mean, well, we've got certain geopolitical affairs there that don't make it a great or environment. But yeah, I mean, Allah guides. Honestly, I would say that. Um, so, it, 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 so again, I had made it a very clear sort of understanding. There's a few things that I wanted, mm-hmm. and I'm going to work towards them. Canada or anywhere else, I don't care. I am going particularly to Canada because you brought it up, and I'm going to have to yeah. sort of talk about that. But yeah. Um, it would have been something else. If it mm. wasn't Canada, it could have been Singapore, it could have been Netherlands, it could have been Germany, it could have been Australia, it could have been anything good, else. Good. I have goals that I have to achieve, inshallah, and that's about it. That's not changing. Mm. I've wanted this now. I've wanted this 10 years ago. I wanted this even before that. That hasn't changed. Mm. If you give mm. that to me here, I'll stop here and take it here. I don't care. I don't yeah. care if I get it from Canada. I don't care if I get it from Uganda. Yeah. Period. Mm. I want mm. this. I know why I'm going for it, inshallah. I have asked Allah to guide me. I did istikhara. And yes, it came to a point where, okay, Canada's not happening because it came to that point. I said, okay, set aside. I don't care. I'm moving forward. Mm. I'm not going to stop mm. for Canada or wherever. I mean, I said, Jahannam, I don't care about you. Keep your, <laughs> I don't care. But then when it happened, just like, subhanAllah, you know, um, I had done istikhara. I had given up and said, I don't care. But, you know, in the Mubarak nights of Ramadan, I got just like, okay. Because I had pretty much said, not interested. And then when it happened, I'm just like, my brother and sisters are like, look, you got this 
message in the Mubarak night of Ramadan. Yani, come on, you did istikharah, and this is mm. Allah's response to it. I'm just like, okay, now I'm in a pickle. So then, you know, I started to pursue it hesitantly, and I was almost like running away from it, even after getting the, you know, the invitation to pursue. Mm-hmm. But Subhanallah, things were like happening, and I'm just like, okay, yeah, like. Okay, yeah, so this seems to be a very clear sign that I should need to keep pushing forward, subhanAllah. Yeah. And I think when you talked about sanity, mm-hmm. um, I do want to ask you about the beggar and the pressure. I didn't get the link, so I'll ask you about that. But when you talk about sanity, uh, I think that um, whether you want to call it imposter syndrome, whatever, I mean, uh, subhanAllah, Rasul sallallahu sallam, in the first times he received wahi, he was comforted by Khadija radiallahu anha. May Allah grant her the highest uh, levels of paradise, uh, Allah ma'ameen, with her beloved mm-hmm. Rasul sallallahu sallam, Allah ma'ameen. What an amazing character she was. She is, I mean, honestly, if you just study the wives of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and in this particular case, we're talking about our mother Khadija radiallahu anha, my God, what a character. Mm. I mean, you need people like this in your life because, you know, the Prophet ﷺ is saying something's happened to me. He's like, no, how can something happen to you? Mm. You are so kind to the orphans. You are mm. so charitable. You are so, so, you know, she, she reminded him of who he was mm. prior. And why would Allah abandon you? Mm. Reminding him of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how much Allah takes care and that you as a person are like this. Why would Allah do this to you? Mm. So that reminder is like, you know, so... In the form of my parents, my siblings, my teachers, you know, the ulama and the mashayikh that I, you know, hold dear to. And, you know, my close friends and aides who like literally just like, you're cool, buddy. You're okay. You're not insane. You know, so these kind of things um, make a powerful impact. I think that's where a lot of the community is very, very important as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not the whole world. No, I don't mean like the entire planet in the community. I mean that you're a specific people that care about you. They have the right knowledge. They're sincere in wanting to see the best for you. Mm-hmm. And... uh Sometimes they don't necessarily like what you're doing. They're just like, you're crazy, but you're going to be okay. Don't worry, we're here to support you. Yeah. So yeah, um, I think that that is uh, one of the greatest gifts Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us. I mean, money comes and goes, but people, if Allah gives us that are powerful, that are powerful in the sense, powerful in our lives in terms of their impact, good people uh, that are there in terms of teachers, guides, friends, family, mm, mm. that is not easily found. Mm. Because what is money? Money is a means. Yeah. You, 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 it's essentially caging or converting your effort into an asset that's tradable. Yeah. Inherently, it's not really good or bad. There's no mm. intentions associated to it. Mm. But people is different. People themselves are like these amazing power plants in themselves. They're like, they're, there's this complex machine mm. with intentions and secrets and ideas and concepts mm. with their own motives. So with all that complexity, Allah gives you somebody that is sincerely interested in your well-being and your welfare. These kind of gifts are very special. Mm-hmm. And we ask Allah really that Allah gives us those and preserves them because, you know, so those gems of people that honestly Allah has given me some of them in my life, really Allah bless them and really give them uh, hidayah and bless their family. You're one of them, alhamdulillah, mm-hmm. in the right place at the right time. Seriously, it makes a big difference. Yeah. So, yeah. But again, going back to the point that you mentioned, I didn't quite like, understand. No, what I wanted to you know, explain to you is, I, let, let me give you the research done on the rats. One of the rats uh, was caged. And, uh, and around that, there were other rats, too many rats. Okay. And of course, they're also caged. But, you know, uh, they, some of them helped that one rat, you know, just to come out so that, we don't want to have that sense of, you know, 
making that irritation which has created by the rat that 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 feeling which that creates that one rat is uncomfortable yes and it's creating be. some kind of sense to you know message you know a kind of message to other rats to feel bad about it so other rats got together and helped that rat so somehow it came out but skeptics skeptics say that it's not like that so now what happens is uh, they have tried with one another uh, test where they kept food also next to it so from these uh, group of uh, rats some of them went for food and some of them helped the rat first and then went to food so mm-hmm. now you will say okay those who went to you know those rats which went, which went to the food uh, are selfish and the rats which helped the single rat which was uh, rotting inside mm. you know to come out and then share the food mm. they are good rats so you ju- just trying to be you know good you rats and bad moral paradigm okay but against the, the skeptic answer to this is like they are selfish too maybe because they don't want to have that sense of you know irritation that's why they helped mm. uh, the rat you know same thing happens in our life also you know we we tend to uh, do this kind of uh, you know uh, helping things because he's nagging behind you all the time mm. uh, she is always behind you to get mm. things done so you you want to get things done and you want to re- get rid of that people you know mm. so that's why you go for it so in 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 our life uh, the decisions which we make in our life like okay so it's not happening here mm. you know and you you get into something which you never planned yeah you 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 out of irritation you do things out of you know uh, that sense created uh, uh, the pressure is created around you because of that you went for that uh, you basically you're very selfish you know well i mean you can give it that particular label selfishness like yeah. so i'm annoyed and i want to get rid of this problem so i'm going to go do this and mm. frankly i don't see anything wrong with that yeah i don't But the thing is we're more complex than that it's not just of course, I mean, of course. you want to take that one narrative and one aspect of that narrative it's a possibility and sure some people are going to do it because of that but mm-hmm. i mean almost some of the i mean another piece of research on entre- entrepreneurs some of the most successful entrepreneurs in the world their key driver was pressure mm-hmm. some problem yeah. in their lives forced them to evolve somebody talks about their mother somebody talks about this mm-hmm. am i going to say that that's selfish well if you want to call it that but i don't really care to mm-hmm. i mean um i mean it, these are things that can, uh, can become drivers it, it really depends i guess i mean the way i look at it again again not a scholar not a sheikh but mm-hmm. my understanding of it because you are asking me mm-hmm. is that essentially inna ma la'malu binniyat allah judges mm-hmm. us based mm-hmm. on our intentions and mm-hmm. allah knows the situation of the hearts and we're constantly changing i mean um the same person who gave charity because they wanted to build a boat bank tomorrow they may change they may repent allah may give them hidayah and they become better people and they become the most prolific muslims in the community mm-hmm. we have no right yes you know i hate this extremism in thought so you know don't judge me so that's one extreme that basically nobody has to right pass any judgment no i mean we're going to judge by what is apparent and yeah. that's the middle position yeah. we're not going to judge your case ultimately 100% we know everything about your life we're going to jahannam you haram jahannam you there tomorrow <laughs> so Mm. We have no right to do that. But if someone apparently is behaving in a way that is rude, well, the judgment there is, yes, you are rude. 
That's yeah. it. Yeah. You're, you're being rude, rather. If not, you mm-hmm. are rude. But okay, you're being rude, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if someone is doing something and that aligns with a certain kind of behavior, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, or when we, if I highlight a situation where, our, you know, if I see someone giving charity to, uh, a, 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 as you mentioned, a beggar, and you can see that that person is annoyed. Um, well, it it could be that they're annoyed and they also still want to help the person. They're annoyed by their nagging behavior. They want to help, but you know, so I had one person like this who was after me and like constantly (laughs) following me around. And it, it made my life very difficult because it's awkward. Uh, First of all, people see my clothes and they think, I will show you bank account. (laughs) Mashallah. Mashallah. But you know, but it's, 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 uh, so I am annoyed. I'm embarrassed, but under that pressure, I didn't give him a single penny. Well, number one, didn't have anything. But second thing is, is that, you know, like, essentially, oh. I'm worried that, you know, if I keep giving this guy, Habib Inta, you are, you should go earn your living. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm only here for two, three days after that. Where are you going to go? You're going to go to the mm-hmm. next person? Mm-hmm. And he is being humiliated by people. So, you know, it's a mixture of so many different things. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah. so, I mean, I, I don't think I could take one narrative. And again, if the rat's example... I mean, we, who of us can actually go into the minds of those rats' minds and then decide what the moral imperative yeah, exactly. was? Yeah. So I think keeping it simple is very easy for us by the mercy of Allah. Mm. That Allah anzal al-furqan. Allah sent down for us a criterion of judgment. We yeah. can't judge what's inside. We judge by what's apparent. So a person could be selfish, could not be. We highlight the pros and the cons of each mm-hmm. scenario and then we leave it. Yeah. Right? So if someone is giving charity, that person may very well be doing it to show off. And that person may be doing it for the sake of Allah. But if all the things that they have done are okay, then we highlight the pros and the cons and the risks, yeah. and then we leave it at that. Mm-hmm. That's it. I mean, you know, you're not, you know, Allah has not placed us over people to go around checking, you know, oh, what you're doing, what intentions you had. Is yeah, that's that's a simple thing. We are, we are we have the consciousness. Mm. We cannot compare our consciousness with the consciousness of. We, we we even don't know whether these animals or rats, uh, they have consciousness or self I mean, we have some idea. And yeah. I think, but in the subject, if I look at it broadly, as you said in the beginning, it, it's yeah. simple. Keep it easy. So uh, I'm not going to go splitting into splitting hairs and going deep into topics that honestly, okay, what's the result? Yeah. Like, what are we doing with all of this? Keep it simple. So mm. a person, this is, this is what Allah has guided us to. We have to engage in those acts. Just do it and khalas, yeah. leave the rest to Allah. Mm. I'm, I'm least bothered and least interested as to why someone is giving charity. Yeah, yeah. He's giving it, alhamdulillah, he's giving charity. We need the money. Habibi, you give it for whatever reason. Between you and Allah, I need the Jameel, money. Yani, what, so, I, yeah. The thing, thing is, the discussion uh, is all, all about like, how you are taking things up and you know how you are thinking about it. Hmm. What kind of advices you take up. Mm. You know what else you do you have uh, done recently, which you you think you are proud of, and uh, or something which you think you have to share, which will really help. I bought a new pair of shoes, uh, <laughs> at bargain price. Well, um, really? Are you kidding? Yeah, the ones I'm wearing right now. Didn't oh, a pair of shoes, I think. Ah. For a second, it was sound like you know parachute. <laughs> Parachute. <laughs> now that'd be crazy. I'm probably wearing at least three layers of diapers. Mm. Uh, well, I think that uh, this transition that I'm doing is maybe one of them, mm. where it's 
like uh, a multiple set of so many things. I'm moving out of my house for the first time, right? You know, mm-hmm. moving out of the nest as they talk about it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, even though we Muslims have a different paradigm in that how we deal with our parents, we don't just like, they don't toss us out. We don't toss them out. Mm-hmm. Like, we try to mm-hmm. keep things together. But I am moving out. So uh, I think that as a young man, like, you know, they see guys are very much, uh, you know, I don't know, mama's boys, right? So that's, I think, it, I don't know, but it is a growing phase for me. So that's, yeah, I think, yeah. a, uh, I'm going, so I'm leaving the house. Uh, I'm moving away from my parents and family. I am going to a completely foreign country. I mean, I was probably there 23 years ago, but yeah, it's almost as good as never been there, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a huge so I don't like to say I'm proud of anything. Alhamdulillah, I, I, I stay away from using that terminology. But I think I am um, as terrified as I am. I think I am somewhat calmed by Allah's mercy in that, that I am seeing that I'm doing something that is definitely going to stretch me out a bit. Mm-hmm. And it's completely out of it, out of the comfort zone. It is. I mean, that's yeah. where the magic happens. Yeah. So that would be something. That's like huge life event for me. It is definitely a powerful milestone in my life. So if I ignored that, that'd be just, you know, lame. Um, second, I think that, um, I think I took, I picked up the, on the scent that I'm, I'm interested in a few things in life. Like there's certain things that I enjoy doing and I'm good at. Mm-hmm. And instead of ignoring that and putting my head down and following the trend, I said, okay, you know what? Let's try to explore this. So I didn't just bomb my current job and resign and start yelling and screaming and throwing a ranting rave one extreme mm-hmm. and saying i want to do whatever i want um and on the other hand i didn't just like you know put my head down and get squashed in that horrible acid pit so i think i'm very grateful to allah that allah guided me to a very balanced and nuanced position where i pursued i explored because you know you need to check you might want to do something but you may suck at it mm. you know it's just the reality of it. So alhamdulillah, I was able to, again, there was amazing people that Allah surrounded me with that gave me the opportunity to experiment and find out. Uh, but yeah, I found out that, you know what? I don't so much suck. I'm actually, okay, I'm pretty good at this, alhamdulillah. And mm. I can pursue this. Mm. And then I followed through with that. Mm-hmm. And uh, skepticism was there in my own self, naturally, you know, inferiority, concept, inferiority complex or imposter syndrome, whatever you want to call it. Mm. And sometimes family can be very supportive. And sometimes they're just like, you're going to be garbage. Don't risk it. These things happen. <laughs> so like, you know, um, mm. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave me the courage to deal with that. And I'm very, very grateful to Allah for that, that, you know, basically I didn't give up. Yeah. I mean, even our work together, like, you know, as mm. a young university student, some mm-hmm. of the stuff mm-hmm. you did was pretty crazy, very yeah. crazy. Yes. And yeah, I remember our days uh, when we were planning out events and you'd be just like, Allah will provide, don't worry. And I'd be tearing <laughs> my hair on like, you are crazy. And I would walk out of the gym absolutely furious because this guy's crazy. He's yes. absolutely crazy. Yes. And I, and then I'd be back next day and right after the, you know, so. Find solution. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I said, he's crazy, but I still need to go. It's not okay to just stop. <laughs> yeah. So. That's how I got support, man. Yeah, subhanAllah. Yeah. I mean, Allah provides. So it was, it was. I think that, um, I think the, the biggest gift that Allah has given, I think, to, to, my, to myself and probably yourself as well, is that uh, we pursue things. Yeah. And I think it's just as simple as that. Yes. That regardless of the outcome, just go ahead, pursue yes. it. Not some stupid, crazy crackpot, but in a nice, organized fashion, yeah. chip away at it. Go ahead, explore. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to die. Yes. Uh, Playing out of comfort zone is something. Yeah. I'm more like stick it's a, a, it's a thriller, tiptoe right? out, stick a toe out, and then go back inside and then scurry mm-hmm. back to my, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But this time I'm throwing myself into the middle of the 
you know, uh, in the middle of the sea. And uh, yeah, let's see what happens. Inshallah. So that's going to be interesting. <laughs> hope uh, there will be a group where a community built up together with you and brothers. I certainly hope so. Inshallah. Brothers and sisters there. Inshallah. Yeah. We will have a mini Bahrain there. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we already have many Indians and Pakistans over there, so who knows? We can have yeah. many Bahrain over there. Well, okay, I, I, I don't get into conspiracy thing, but it's interesting to sometimes explore something, mm. you know. What if, man, uh, everybody is going there, all the cream of the world, uh, let, let's say any, any part of the world, you know, going to Canada and staying there, and some, some stupid guy f- gets, f- you know, rifle or bomb or anything and blows you guys what okay. happens then yeah you know really you know this very quickly okay um, you know huh. something you know something out of the box sometimes i think you know i think hey, these cream of the world is going there why what if something happens there some catastrophe luckily allah has already answered this without having to go to the bombs or any of that so essentially If I'm intending to go do something and I'm on the path, خلاص, if I die in the process, Allah will accept. So mm-hmm. that's the first thing, alhamdulillah. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. So we have that. Second thing is regarding the countries that, so talent, brain drain is a real thing. It, we, it's a fact mm. that you have talent drain in countries that are, so there, it's a two-sided. It's going to happen, man. I see not going to happen. It has already happened. Already happening. Yeah. Uh, in various parts of the world. So when you have corrupt countries, people will want to flee those. So that's one side of the problem. And the other side, there are people who are going to take advantage of that. So the conspiracy is where are people actively bombing the heck out of countries to create a situation where then they, they can ransack resources and their talent into their country on very cheap rates. And there are definitely grounds for that as well. Mm, yeah. So why not? Uh, not why not? Uh. Absolutely. But I mean, again, the question that I would then ask to myself is what am I supposed to do with that? Mm. There's nothing really that I can change. Even if that is indeed happening, nothing really changes for me. No, um, look, the world is becoming a global thing, you know. You can do business anywhere. And mm-hmm. Doesn't matter whether you stay in that country. or. Mm-hmm. So what matters is, uh, are, are you going to contribute later on once you get into some position? Where... Define contribution. Yeah. You know? Define contribution. What do you mean contribution by contribution? Contribution means like you know, once, you, once you achieve something, you want to help others also, right? Right. So it's like it's like, you know, you went there And I hope you will achieve, want to, you know, achieve whatever you have planned. And then you just don't say, stay selfish and think only about you or take care only about yourself and your family. Do something, you know, add some value to yeah. other, other people or back in country which you belong to or someone who, who must be needy, you know. So you just don't stop there. That's the reason why. Wallahi, reasons, I am you know? always put at ease when I'm reminded that we are not... And in fact, Allah is the gatekeeper of Jannah and Jahannam. I'm very, very happy that Allah is the one who judges because of the immense kindness and mercy and compassion that Allah shows. So when we talk about the definition of contribution, Mm. it could be anything. I mean, a person, let's say as an engineer, if I design something that the the generations beyond benefit from, Allah will definitely take that into account from anybody and everybody, right? Regardless of the end result, but Allah will definitely give people their dues, Mm. right? They will not be wronged or oppressed or mistreated in the least, mm-hmm. right? So 
when I ask you the question, what do you mean by contribution? It could be pretty much anything. Yeah, uh, I agree. So the, the need should be there that I want to contribute. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, that's why I said that I'm very grateful that, you know, I'm not the gatekeeper because otherwise my definition mm-hmm. only and none of the other things work. Yeah. So uh, Allah's Rahmah is very, 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 I mean, it's, it's not something we can even comprehend. Uh, the amount and the, the just the the the, the amazing uh, quality of Allah's expression of Allah's love and mercy that He shows to all of mankind and all that exists. So our job is just to try. I mean, I am not responsible for some donkey sitting in the political circles and mm, whatever they're doing. Mm, mm, I'm not mm. responsible for that. Yeah, and I'm happy that I'm not. But I am responsible for what I have. Yeah. Every one of you is a shepherd, and each of you is responsible for their yeah, flock. Sure. Yeah. Right. So in that, I mean, I have faced situation in my life uh, uh, as short as it may be, uh, where I have been faced with extremely challenging situations where immense pressure was put, where I had to do something, I would say haram. I am being forced to do that. And alhamdulillah, by the mercy of Allah, I am grateful that Allah allowed me to make the right choice. Mm-hmm. So, and for for some people that, that, you know, when, when I talk about it, they're just like, that's what's nothing. But for me, in my stature in society, mm-hmm. that was huge. Mm-hmm. So uh, w- what I'd like to say is, for example, a person who's earning, I don't know, tens of thousands of dinars a month, for them to give one BD charity is nothing. But for a person who is only earning 10 BD per day, mm. that one BD is different. And all that takes all of this into account, that yeah. labor that is sweating and toiling, and sometimes they're not even paid yeah. until the end of the month, and all majority of that money they just send back to India or Bangladesh or Pakistan to just uh, live to the next day. Mm-hmm. And themselves, they're living in a small sardine can container mm-hmm. where their living space is just a bed. Mm-hmm. So that person removes even one dinar to help someone. No doubt, man. It's of a course, big difference. Even It's not about like any quality or quantity. It's... How much you? How much? I you mean, uh, even if uh, intention you have. Yeah, so I, I would say in terms of quality and quantity, whatever the measures are, Allah looks to all of those yeah. things. Everything Allah takes, and out, Allah goes out of, uh, yani the way to 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 give us a chance to get mm-hmm. us more good deeds in our pockets yeah. and on our books. So, having said that, I'm not too worried. I am worried, but at the same time, not that worried that everything's doom and gloom. And <laughs> even if it is. I mean, we are in very difficult times, in very strange times. and uh, But this has been the history of mankind throughout yeah, yeah, its yeah. existence. Mm. And in every situation, there's opportunity. I'm always amazed by uh, one of the Sahabi who became Muslim after the Fat. And he describes that I came to the Kaaba. And this is Ayyam al-Jahiliyyah, mm. early days. Mm, mm. And he said, I saw something very strange when I came to the Kaaba. I saw a man... In the heat, yeah, and now we've got these lovely tiles and everything mm, that are, mm. you know, they, they reflect heat. They don't absorb. They don't hold too much heat. This is the scorching sun in the middle of the desert, for God's sake. He said, I saw a man and a woman and a young boy standing. Then they're pro- bowing, prostrating. I, I did not bother wasting my time to go and find out who, what, what the, who they were, what they were doing. Mm. He said, I wish, and I'm paraphrasing again. So, yeah, don't kill me if I got something wrong in translation. Mm. Yeah, I'm openly saying that we can translate better. He said that now I know that it was Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Khadija Radinahana Ali ibn Talib. They were of the first to accept. 
I wish I had just gone and asked them something. I would have joined them in being. Imagine mm. to be in the top ten, top five list to accept Islam first. Yes, that's something else. السابقون السابقون أولئك المقربون ثلة من الأولين وقليل من الآخرين. يعني those closest to Allah, so many multitudes from the previous generations, and only a few from the latter generations. Mm-hmm. When everybody's praying and somebody doesn't go for salah, yani now this is worse. Because yes. you're in a society where everything's perfect. But in a society where things are going all the wrong way, mm-hmm. in that time, even you do the bare minimum, the weight of that is different. Yeah. So we need to see the opportunity nice. in these scenarios. Mm. Honestly, and people are hungry. You try to interact with people from these disparaging societies, like quite honestly, that apparently some of them, I mean, they call themselves first world here or there. Honestly, it, 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 it's, it's, it's almost as we globalize the world. It's, the problems are almost shared and becoming one and the same. But, you know, subhanAllah, that yani, before reaching, as, as soon as they're reaching their teens, uh, their, their children are already getting pregnant. Mm. Subhanallah, trusting all the different, mashallah, colorful cocktails of drugs they have tried. Yani, this is not a joke. At such young ages, you have destroyed their lives. Allahu mm, Akbar. Mm. Yani, and the people who are watching this, those who are responsible as the shepherds of their own flocks, like, you have no, you have no, 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 no sense of dignity, no moral compass, nothing. Yeah. You are, you know what you are doing. Mm. Profiteering from the destruction of these young lives. Yeah. And you, you witness the, and this, this child who is now, and now I'm speaking perhaps to this individual in their 30s, in their 40s. And you look at the, yani the way Allah describes is, ظلمات, in Surah Baqarah, that they're in complete darkness. Mm. And then there's a, they're complete pitch black. There's a flash of lightning. And for a second, they're just, they can scatter, scatter move around. And mm. then again, they're in darkness. Yeah. SubhanAllah, this is the first time I felt this ayah, at least in my context, I felt that it was realized. That these individuals, they got out of one jahannam and now into the next. Now they got out of this problem, now suddenly they are prey to another problem. Mm. So, mm. Yani, they're, get, they're finally able to get out of the drugs or whatever, now somebody's selling them some other drugs. Somebody from the medical system is selling them some other garbage. Mm. Yani, Allahu Akbar, profiteering, sucking their blood dry. They're just getting out of this. There was one business here, now to the next, now to the next, now to the next, and then mm. their children in it. Subhanallah. Subhanallah, yani people are desperate. Mm. So in this, yani subhanallah, there is a huge opportunity for us people who know better and responsibility bad. Yani mm. if you know better, it's not the same. Yeah. We need to really try to facilitate in terms of contribution. There's so many places we can contribute. Yeah. So many opportunities for us to contribute. And at the same time, irresponsibility. You know better, you need to behave better. Mm. Yani it's not the same. So that mm. is another important aspect of this uh, that... When you have more knowledge, then you also have to realize that, you know, you have big yeah, 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 Allah make it easy for all of us. Mm. Tough stuff. Few questions, inshallah, this will help uh, me know more about you. Mm. Should be rapid <clears throat> and few words, uh, short and sweet. So I'll keep asking and you have to be. Very quick. You have seen these things, uh, rapid fire questions. Yeah. I'll find out. I never did it for you before. Like right. yeah, we could not discuss the follow-up session for the the previous one. Yeah. But anyways, how do you uh, how do you want yourself to be remembered? 
I think forgotten is better. Uh, all in the books of Allah is fine. Mm-hmm. What are you most grateful for in your life? Oh, maybe one or two or three. Okay, three that went from one to many things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I would go back to what I've already said. I think Allah has gifted me with amazing people. That means a lot to me, alhamdulillah. And that has saved me from loads of, um, you know, I've avoided things that I've been mm-hmm. able to. Um, yeah, I think that's the most important thing to me. Alhamdulillah. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, how much time does it take for you to trust someone? A long time. Mm. A long time, yeah. What do you do when, uh, when you get angry? Um, it really depends, but yeah. Um, huh, funny question. I'll try to just be quiet probably. <laughs> Go to my own thing and just try to be quiet and uh, you know, try to get my headspace again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, what, what annoys you uh, most then? Fascinating question. Um, what annoys me? I generally have a pretty high threshold. Alhamdulillah, <laughs> uh, that has developed over the years. So, uh, what annoys me most? Uh, it'll probably be when I think the concept of unfair or unjust things occur. I think that gets mm. me quite a bit. Interesting. Any social media influencer you think uh, I absolutely winning your heart these days and other you know others? I'm on a disconnect these days, so mm. I'm actually maybe you too. Um, you watch. I'm generally very disconnected, honestly. Really? Huh? Yeah, yeah. Good. So, <laughs> uh, none, none in particular. I might watch something funny, but uh, as such, um, I, I, I've I've mostly been focused on work, and which is not a great thing. But no, right now I'm just. just so you're no influencer there. At the moment, no. That mm. sounds kind of sad, but yeah. Uh, what is one thing every individual or every influencer should do it? Um, I guess try to maximize benefit and how I define as benefit is that's just the reality of it you know mm. some people say to me that you know as Muslims but as non-Muslims I'm like no the rules are the same for everybody mm. With you, as Muslims we recognize so when, how I define benefit for so as an influencer you have a huge influence make sure that you maximize this and be careful that it does not fall in a way that it goes against you because it's mm-hmm. it's a two it's a double edged sword right yeah what is one great thing people don't know about you um okay that's tough uh <laughs> i don't think i have an answer for that one yeah, maybe gr- many people don't know that you're a good designer maybe Okay, yeah, yeah, that's probably. But that's one thing. But what is one great thing? Uh, I'm impeccably handsome. Oh, no, okay, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, honestly, I, I don't have an answer for that. I don't. I mean, I, I just continue living life, so I don't actually care that I need to let people know that this is something within me. So, I haven't thought of that. Yeah. One favorite thing uh, about your father. Hmm. Oh, that's a very tough question because no one thing is easy to highlight. Mashallah, he's an amazing man with great qualities. And I like take so much from him in terms of his good character. And there's so much that I should take that I don't take that I probably should. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that his amazing ability to evolve is something that I have not seen with anybody. 
Mm-hmm. He, uh, honestly, he is almost, I think he's about 70 now. But even now, at the face of any adversity, he has a most a very powerfully engaging and refreshing ability to adapt and evolve. Mashallah. Mm-hmm. And he will he just, you know, he will evolve and get things done, mashallah. That's mm-hmm. really, really amazing. His resilience is just unmatched and unparalleled. Allah preserve him and save him from people's hasad and all our parents, Allah, I mean, and grant him long life and obedience Ameen, yeah. to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I mean, what book has uh, had the most profound impact on you? Oh, well, of course, the Quran. No Other doubt. Other than Quran, of course. Yeah. Absolutely. And I don't say this just for because Other I'm... than Quran, I'm saying. Right. No, well, I can't do any justice if I pick up any other book, honestly. I haven't been reading a lot of books anyway, but uh, I would like to honestly give this momentous point to the Quran. Honestly, it is like, come on. So that's the one. Yeah, it has to be. And it's not just, I'm saying that because I'm a Muslim, but the way this, the way the kalam of Allah engages, the the divine speech of the way it engages, Mm. my Mm. God, it just... And in, in just this amazing way that the way it engages with you, anybody, everybody at any level just reads it. And the way it, in a soothing, like in a, in a beautiful, warm embrace, it gives you answers to your problems. Mm. You may even pick it up with a, with a fiery, aggressive, contemptuous position. But the way it just embraces you, almost mm. as if, you know, you might be sticking out spines, but it absorbs all that and still gives you the answers. Mm. Come on. Unparalleled. Unparalleled. Subhanallah. Nice. Mashallah. What new technology do you think will transform? Well, the, uh, yeah, not just future. to get not just to get on the bandwagon and say AI, but I think that um I think that's one of the big ones that we're seeing. And uh yeah, I think uh, no one I, I I'm not gonna point to and no one technology, but the culmination of all these things all together these, yeah. in this accelerated speed is going to be perhaps uh it's going to be make or break for us at this point that's my view of it um the moral bankruptcy of today's society where these this technology exists technology is a catalyst it gives you more faster of what you already are mm-hmm. and what we already are right now is not pretty so it is quite terrifying there are some good people all over the world who are waking up to this, mm. uh, inshallah, I pray that it's just not too little too late. But this mm. will be the transformative experience that we will, for for this generation, we will get to see what happens next. It's really fast. Mm. So hopefully people with some brains wake up. Mm. I mean, those who are morally bankrupt, disrepute, those are already in power. So it's a matter of now changing that technology. system. Yeah. So describe yourself in three words. Very short. Okay. They're going shorter and shorter and shorter. Well, you're trying, and I'm making it more difficult for you. <laughs> My apologies. Um, three words, okay. Uh, that is a difficult way to put it. Interesting. Um, uh, three words. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, game over. <laughs> well, come on, come on. Tell me, Annie. say anything. <laughs> Ah, uh, okay. So how do I say, I guess I'm a Frank individual, open book. So Frank is one word. That's mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now you're going to kill me for two more. I should have just said something long. So then you would have said, okay, stop. <laughs> uh, second, what else? I think um, I talkative, I speak a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Frank, talkative. And the third would be, I don't know, genuine. Yeah. 
So those are three words that I think that come to my mind. Yeah. Nice. Unlucky You're not me, married, sincere. man. I would have given you one question, which is like, we put you in, you know, hot seat. <laughs> Ah, okay. Well, anyways, but Alhamdulillah, uh, Allah is most wise. He saved me <laughs> the timing of this podcast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so when I say happiness, what comes? What comes to your mind? Yeah. Hmm. hmm. That's usually spending time. This with is going to be like. a question in future, and where everybody calls you Hamza. Are you happy? <laughs> it's generally people spending time with people that I like. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. So. Which which one do you choose, leader or follower? Uh, depends on the situation. I will lead if I have to. I'll follow if I have to. Whichever Allah has, at least from my knowledge, what I've understood yeah. that I have to do, I'm going to go do that. That's about it. Last time you were emotional. Okay. Last was, time I was emotional. Yeah. Okay. This is interesting. When? What was oh, it? Oh, you're asking me the last time I was emotional because I'm thinking, okay, last time <laughs> we met, I don't remember. I, uh, I was bawling and over a piece of crackers that I, uh-huh. I don't know. You know <laughs> um, last time I was emotional, probably very close. Just uh, my parents are naturally upset. So mm. it's an emotional situation where I had to calm myself down from being emotional. But yeah, I mm. felt that flare up. I had to put it down and say, okay, look, calm yourself down. We've got a bunch of emotional people. You're also going to be emotional. Not a good idea. Yeah. So yeah, that would be it. So what makes you smile? Being with the right people. Hmm. Yeah. Good. So, so in future or any, uh, w- w- which one do you choose, Yanni? If you get a chance to travel somewhere else, uh, w- would you choose uh, America again or Bahrain? It's a tough question, honestly. Hmm. Um, I'm currently going with the mindset that I really don't know what the heck is going to happen. Mm. I'm going to go find out. And yeah, I mean, I'd love to be back in Bahrain. Current situation does not allow for it. But yeah, I'll see what happens then. That's what comes my... to your mind when I say politics then? Politics. If you'd asked me that question years back, it would have been chaos and absolute garbage nonsense. Mm. But um, my, what comes to my mind now is it's a function of society. A needed function of society. And more of us need to rise up and go in those positions and clean out the garbage. Because if you lead a vacuum, you're going to fill it with more garbage. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think it is, if I was to sum that up, it is a required system. If we're talking about the political systems like governance of a country, we need leaders governance. in that environment. Governance yeah. is something which... Yeah. So governance that need, uh, governance that should be shepherd-hooded by yes. good people. Yeah. yeah. So how about uh, money? What comes to your mind? When I say money. Oh, it's a, it's it's an amazing means. You have told us already. Yeah, it's, it's an amazing means to absolutely win your Jannah. You should make lots of it and spend it in the cause of Allah as much as possible. Being organized or attention to the details? Which one do you choose? Hmm. Ha, ah, that's tough because I do both. People like freelancers like us, Yani. It's, it's a bit a mix of both, isn't it? Yeah. You cannot say that. It's yeah, a, it's impossible because... Yeah. 
Um, it's like what happens as a as a as a freelancer or independent designer or you, you know a, or, or a single person business. I think you and I both know that. But we get sucked into sometimes. Exactly, I was just about to say this. You get sucked in, and then you have to pull your organizational side kind of pulls you by. Say, hey, uh, stupid. <laughs> yeah, also. <laughs> and then when you're going too much in the organization, say, no, I'm going to stop and focus on it. I think it's it's, it's that mix. It's like uh, yeah, and that's where the magic happens, where you keep you know like moving where you have to, balancing. essentially. Yeah, yeah. Two things uh, you uh, would change about yourself. Two things. Well, for number one, I learned to shut up <laughs> and listen more. Uh, I'm still working on that. And um, second, hmm. Well, honestly, this is the one thing that I would think about right now. <laughs> oh, okay. Second, maybe I would um, follow my own advice on taking action faster. When when I say getting old. what comes to your mind yani well there is a physical reality that immediately comes to my mind that you know but then i always remind myself of people doing amazing things even at that age even so that yeah age. yeah yeah at whatever i mean when we Exciting. say even, yeah yeah so uh don't do it it happens when you decide that you no longer want to do it i'm not talking about people who genuinely get physically disparaged may allah have mercy on them and grant them better uh an alleviation from that situation but i mean mm-hmm. that uh never retire just keep doing something good for the sake of yeah, allah man. yeah what is your greatest failure man hmm i don't think that's a reasonable question i think that no failure can be so great because when you call that a greatest failure it's almost like a stain that you can't wash off mm-hmm. the reality is is that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just you know turn and that's it finish so there's no failure that i mark and say all my failures are sometimes like they come up in my head all of them in their own point but then i remind myself that allah forgives and every one of them have helped sculpt me into who i am today so uh no failure and yani you ulaika in surah furqan ulaika alladhina yubaddilu allah sayyi'ati a'malihim hasanat wa kana allah ghafurur rahim So for certain people who can really ask Allah and change their lives around, Allah will change their bad deeds into good. So, mm. But mm. again, that's like, may Allah grant us of those people and worthy of something as good as that. I mean, uh, but yeah, so I, th- I don't think I can put any label on any single failure and say that's my greatest failure because, well, I'm still living life, one. So yeah. It's a huge topic yeah. about failure and yeah. success, you know, sometimes... and he, mm. even even in even in success uh, you have to go through sometimes some failures or to get yeah, into that profession, exactly you know? because the only way you can do something successfully is that you need to find how it doesn't work first yeah. by okay i'm going to go do this okay that didn't work but this worked okay now recalibrate change this a bit that's the way we human beings learn that's the most effective way not a textbook that's a part of it but that's not practically you have to apply the textbook and then you're going to tweak things There's and move so forward so many context and yeah. so many things around failure we we don't know for you it might be a failure what happened with me but for me it's a success it can be success for me because i i'm going to learn something from that you know even losing is winning i mean let me put it this way i have definitely marked points of failure in my life mm-hmm. that are very pivotal but here's the thing You take me back in time with the same things that I had, I would have done the exact same thing again. Hmm. 
because that's what I knew then. Yeah. And it is after that failure, I'm like, hey, yeah, you're kind of failure only. You got to. Know yeah, that. exactly. Hey, you were kind of stupid over there, and now you're better. And like, yeah. I've had situations even now. So there's this guy I become very close friends with recently, and uh, he, you know, went off and told me. He says you did this, <laughs> and this was nonsense. And I'm just mm. like piece of garbage yeah so <laughs> but he was right and i love him for it yeah, for yeah. telling me that you yes. know and and we had a very rocky relationship and it has had its very serious ups and downs but yeah now we're coming to that point where i you know well, he can say that and i'm always like yeah, yeah. you suck yeah. but thank you so yeah. yeah sometimes you have to take it yeah so lastly uh this interview oh i can't call this as an interview but conversation how was it uh yeah it's always interesting talking to you and i'm always like wondering like okay where are we going with this this is like yeah, you know yeah. this guy is he sort of catching uh, up somewhere yeah yeah what is he like why is he asking me this so yeah, yeah. the paranoia always creeps up mm. but it's always enjoyable i think it's a refreshing experience it's definitely it's, been a nice uh outlet yeah. for me yeah but it's uh, so. it's like within two hours it's never never going to you know Uh, we are not going to make any justice to any discussion which we make any but, but i think it depends yeah. who is listening and how is taking it but i i think that's where it becomes more meaningful right that yeah. it it doesn't end it just keeps on going you're going to continue your podcasts yeah and uh, inshallah you're going to have way better guests than me obviously so you keep compiling and adding to this tapestry and you know weaving these amazing conversations together and that's what gives value mm. so this is just one piece of yes. many things inshallah connection yeah yeah, yeah. it's dot man So thank you so much man and uh, I I I should appreciate uh, the work you have done and uh, contributed to Bahrain society uh, Bahrain people and yeah, Bahrain brothers well, and sisters too much but anyway Allah but, accept uh, whatever you do is that is valuable for it may Allah yeah. accept that's the most important thing yeah mashallah may Allah and... may Allah make it easy for you wherever you're going Ajma. and uh, you know make you better better than what you are now all of us Sh- I mean yeah you will shine better than what you are now inshallah allah man yeah. all of us yeah ajmain so <clears throat> hope whoever is listening got something to learn from here whatever the discussion we have done of course we have good intention so inshallah may accept from us and uh, make dua for us <laughs> for me and brother yep absolutely we're all going on our journeys and we any any last show. words for people in bahrain um Well, you asked me, like, uh, well, one of the biggest things that I've learned in terms of mindset that I really liked recently, that again, uh, I'm not somebody, somebody great to do that. A lot of people are talking about this, but what I really liked from this is that, subhanAllah, again, the moderation and thought on this one topic of, um, so we hear a lot of people talking about independence and growing and that kind of thing. And then we've also got people who are basically leeches. Mm. The reality is, is that human beings are social creatures that need each other and I think the most amazing and beautiful thing that we find through Islam is the concept of community and helping one another. So, you know, making dua for one another and genuinely understanding that we need each other and we can work together. So I think that if we can just hold on to this one thing and just drop everything and just genuinely try to help each other, yeah, that effect cumulatively is very powerful. And I hope that Allah unites our hearts and allows us to witness that uh, and we benefit from that. Yeah. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for watching or listening, whatever it is. Make sure to share it with your friends and family. And see you in the next episode. Barakallah Feek. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.